Blog Talk Radio. Time with Pastor Steph. And I, I really think that a lot of people 
are missing that. A lot of people are missing that. What about compatibility? You know, you my yin and I'm your yang and opposites attracts and, you know, people actually grown people go into relationships thinking that that's a cute thing. No, it's not a cute thing because as the due time cruise did yesterday, after a while, that's going to get real tired because you're going to be battling everything. You're, you know, it, it might make you smile in the beginning because it might be all cute and, you know, it look all nice and others did it so y'all could do it. And, you know, we could make it work. Listen, don't be unequally yoked. That's how that goes down. All right, but here was the kicker, the kicker. Infidelity. Could your relationship stand infidelity? We had three due time crew members on yesterday, and yesterday was the first day that I found out that all my due time crew was packing. Ah, yeah, they all said excuse me, absolutely not. They were not going to stand for it. It was not going to happen. They would have to do some damage to the person who cheated on them. And I was like, wow. Wow. (laughs) Woo. Wow. It showed that our due time crew do have formal lives. Yeah, yeah, they wasn't trying to have that. They wasn't trying to have that. And, you know, I did ask, you know, just say, you know, um, you know, it did happen. Who would be the first person you spoke to? And I really didn't get an answer other than Pastor Charlotte saying, Jesus, that's how bad this thing was that they had cheated. They weren't feeling talking to nobody else. I just need to be talking to the judge. Ha! The judge is who they be talking to. Yeah. And uh, that ain't a good thing, man. That ain't a good thing. No, we don't only want to be talking to the judge. We want to be talking to, you know, people. We want to go get that sound counsel. This is the time when you really need to go get the sound counsel for real. For real, for real, for real. Because I got to tell you, you know, it's, uh, it's important. It's important. It's important. Uh, well, we're going to pray for the two-time crew. We're going to pray for the two-time crew. Okay. All right. Well, we could not have a proper Monday morning. And our switch tip, our proper Monday morning comes from the switch tip. Our switch tip was learn God's balance for you. And I really, you know, like this switch tip because it included God. You know, I got that little carrot. You know, it doesn't say learn your balance or learn the balance for you. It says learn God's balance for you. And, you know, we have to really understand that, hey, you know, 
this 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 thing here called a walk in the Lord. It, this walk ain't easy, and you know a lot of times one of the the, the biggest problems we have uh, us 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 learning the balance and. You know, it, learning that balance is not easy because what I'm seeing is a lot of people are turning to the world. I've seen some devout Sabbatarians, you know, they're compromising now. We've never celebrated certain holidays and now they're doing it and, you know, they're trying to justify what they're doing. And, you know, listen, the Word of God is the Word of God. The things of God is the things of God. You can't, you know, go on one side of the fence for based on what the Word of God said and then all of a sudden, you know, because the world is doing it and now you want to be a part of this world, you know, you're just going to go ahead. You've got to learn the balance of being in this world but not of this world. You're like, ah, the Word of God is something else. There was the balance right there. Be in this world, but not of this world. There would be certain things that, you know, we'd have to do because we were in this world. Certain things we'd have to accept because we were in the world. But then on the flip side of all of that, you know, we can't be of the world. Yeah, we can't do the things that the world does. We can't. And I mean, that's anything that is opposite of what God has for us. And I'm, I'm really looking at a lot of the things that we are compromising on. And I mean, I'm getting detailed. I'm, I'm not getting, you know, I'm, I'm not necessarily talking about the big things. I'm talking about the little things because it's those little pixels that's going to make the difference. Yeah. Those little things that's going to make the difference. You know, we are supposed to be his peculiar people. Come on. We can't live the life that everybody else lives and thinks that God is going, and we think that God is going to be happy with it. Nope. Doesn't work like that. All right? So, you know, come on, come on, come on. Let's get our lives together. Let's do what we need to do. You know, let God... Let God, let, I'm going to say it again, let God, you know, learn God's balance for you. You know, let God give you that balance. You know, you can't dibble and dabble, you know, you can't go by that scratch off. Because when you hit, what you going to do? What are you going to do? Because I, I, I ain't going to lie, I ain't going to lie. It passed my mind real quick. I saw this family. <laughs> it was scratching off, and I was like, "Dag, I think where we were, it was like seven hundred million, something like that." And I'm like, "Dag, it would be so good to win seven hundred million." Listen, I'll settle for one. I ain't even gotta have the seven hundred. And you know, it's, I had to laugh because I said to myself, "Okay, so you bust off and win." That would be one of them, them tickets that ain't never, don't ever get claimed. Because you can't, you know, come out talking about you bought the ticket. What you going to do with the money? Because everything you do with the money is going to be tainted. It's ill-gotten gains. You know, but another person would say, hey, hey, hey. 
God didn't have me scratch that, you know, or pick them winning numbers. It was my turn. It was my time. The Lord had it for me. You know, and now I'm sitting over there scared to catch a ticket because now you got to put my face out there. And some people might be saying, oh, Pastor Steph hit, you know, she broke off. You know, a little bit for me, a little bit for me. So, you know, I could, nah, I couldn't even face my congregation. I couldn't face any of you. So, you know, we got to let God give us that balance, learn his balance. You know, yeah, we could use the money, but I want money that I can step out with. That's the money that God wanted me to have. All right? All right. All right. Well, that's how we spent our Monday. And today is Let's Talk About It Tuesday Church Folk Day. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, we got some stuff to talk about. You know me. I'm always find something to talk about. All right, so. Oh, go get that healthy breakfast. Go tell somebody that it's due time when Pastor Steph is on. And make sure you go nowhere because we'll be right back. Give me your phone. Stop, you're scaring me. What's happening? This isn't the first time I've seen him like your pictures. It's not that Man, this serious. guy's mad jealous. It is serious. It's serious enough for me to get involved. I think Sarah's in trouble. Hey, I'm not done talking to you. I'm going to come get you after class. Have you seen this happening to your friends? It's dating violence, and it's not cool. To find out more ways Sarah's friends chose to help her and to know what you can do to help someone, visit nomoreri.org. Instagram hashtag knowwhatloveis. Share pics, win cash. Good morning and good morning again. Welcome back to It's Due Time with Pastor Steph. And it is Let's Talk About It Tuesday Church Folk Day. We get to talk about the church people. I love that. And this still remains. We're going on three years. And this still remains the number one day. Yeah. Yeah, because church people love to hear about themselves. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do, they do, they do, they do. And, uh, you know, we got to talk about, you know, the church folk. Because hopefully once we talk about the church folk, they'll hear about themselves and, you know, they'll uh, tune in and they'll get it together. Listen, it's the pastors that's talking about them. So what you want from me? What do you want from me? That's God gave us that church folk segment. I was talking to Pastor Charlotte that day. 
And I was like, you know, what? I was like, you know, this is so much church for you. Oh, wait a minute, you know what you call it? Church folk. <laughs> well, let's get to talking already today about some stuff. And we're going to continue our list on the food, those everyday foods that we eat that are not good for us, and they're really poking our pocket, okay? Now, let me see where I left off. Peanut butter. Peanut butter. Now, I know we, your peanut butter got a bad rap last year when I revealed the list of, do you know what's in this food? Type list. I can't remember the list, but it was a list where we took all the hidden food, hidden stuff that was in our favorite foods. And peanut butter, man, peanut butter did. Shantice had just started eating peanut butter, and then she was like, "Up, oh, I'm out. I'm not eating no more peanut butter." I have to tell you, I haven't been able to give up the peanut butter. I ain't gonna lie, I have not been able to give up the peanut butter. And yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I'm like, you know what, Jesus, you didn't kept me 56 years. I, I, listen, I just can't let it go. I need my peanut butter and jelly. Well, they're talking about Jeff, Skippy's, Market Pantry, 365, and others. They say peanut butter is high in calories and protein, and it is a very common snack for those of us who are trying to avoid carbs. They say the fat in peanut butter is mostly healthy, but it does have some saturated fat, and saturated fat can lead to heart issues when it's consumed over a long period of time. And they say, you know, essentially uh, peanut butter is healthy, but we need to consume it in moderation, okay? So, again, you know, I'm going to go back to saying, as I did last week, you know, the foods on this list, you know, they're not saying cut it out altogether necessarily, but you want to, you know, scale back because it's not the best thing for your health. But if you're eating it, any any of these things in moderation, you'll, you know, you'll be all right. And they are telling us that peanut butter is, uh, up to five dollars a jar. I'm sorry. I want to know who where they shopping because peanut butter can be like six dollars a jar here in New York. So I don't know. Okay, they say the creme eggs. Now let me help you with this one. The creme eggs are the cream. The cream eggs. You know, it's it's coming Easter time and it's the chocolate eggs with the cream on the inside yeah you know what I'm talking about the cream on the inside eggs well they're saying that you know here we come the cream eggs don't hurt you know it is made by Hershey so we know it's legit chocolate but they say make sure you avoid eating just one or two because the amount of sugar is phenomenal. 30 grams of sugar per day is what we should have max. They're saying every egg contains 
around 30 grams of sugar. Whoa! So in that one cream egg, a.k.a. cream egg, there is, we didn't kill the whole day. If we're only supposed to have 30 grams of sugar, <laughs> 30 grams of sugar is pretty much what it is, and we didn't mess it up. And they're saying that it hits your pockets at $5 a bag, probably more than that. Donuts, Krispy Kreme, Hostess, Dunkin' Donuts, yes, 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 yes. They're saying, you know, the police department is known for eating donuts, we known for eating donuts, especially being that Krispy Kreme has now become available in our stores locally. They're saying that (laughs) the problem with donuts is not only they tend to have lots of sugar, but they are fried. And because they're fried, they contain trans fats. So slow down, slow down on them donuts. And they're saying the donuts are up to three dollars a donut. Alrighty. Alright. Takis. Everybody has you've seen Takis. They're that purple bag of chips. They're super duper spicy. Okay. They say that, you know, it's it's a very popular chip, but they are horrible for your health. So they say they're high in sodium, they're high in calories, saturated fat, trans fat, and, okay, so after all of that, could it really be good for your health? They say that it contributes to high blood pressure and you can develop cardiovascular diseases. And needless to say, now, now you just heard, all, why do we give these things to our kids? Why? Not only that, do you, as a person who has intestinal issues, and I ate well growing up, and I still ended up with intestinal issues, stop giving your kids all the spicy stuff. Those Takis, all you see is the fire. If you have you ever looked at a Taki, it's red. It is straight red. It is fire. And that's what our children are putting into their system. And that's what you want for your kids? No, I don't think so. I don't think that's what you want for your kids. So, I mean, they're talking about all this other stuff. But even with that alone is enough. Uh my goodness gracious. All right. Here we go. Pre-packaged. Okay, well, Takis are, let's go back. Takis are to the tune of $3 a bag. And that that's about right here in New York, too. Oh, they're talking about those pre-packaged burgers. Those Omaha Steaks burgers. The Mount Pleasant burgers. White Castle and others. And they're saying that they come prepackaged and they're a little cheaper sometimes. But they're saying that the prepackaged meat, uh, you don't really know if it's meat. 
you don't really know if it's beef. Let me replay, let me re-say that. And remember, we did the restaurants, the fast food restaurants that are definitely beef, and White Castle was not on that list. Auntie Pam shouted out White Castle. It was not on that list. So if you're buying White Castle burgers frozen, guess what? Uh, you might just be eating meat, and you don't know. They say it can be anywhere from soy to animal hides, and uh, I don't know if I want to be eating stuff like that. I should be eating it anyway, and then on top of that, I may not even be eating beef. Uh, to the tune of up to $10 a bag, no thank you. Frosting, Betty Crocker. Duncan Hines, Baker's Corner, and others, they say, well, listen, you should know that a tub of frosting ain't good for you. You should already know that that tub of frosting comes with like 950 calories per spoon. Yeah. Well, they say two spoons, two tablespoons of 140 calories, it's 2.5 grams of saturated fat, a whopping 19 grams of sugar. Wow. Now, imagine how much of that frosting or icing, however you call it, is on a piece of cake. Mm -mm 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 -mm. And it can cost over $3 a container. So it's hitting your pocket as well. Watermelon, pre-cut watermelon. Now, I got to see this one because I'm, I'm a little, I'm a little puzzled at this one. So they're saying that at one point they thought that watermelon caused diseases such as yellow fever, and they never got any proven, you know, fact about that. But they're saying that when you buy it already cut, they're saying it could be contaminated with bacteria somewhere around salmonella. And they're saying that in 2019, there was an outbreak of salmonella tied to pre-cut watermelon. So they're advising us to buy it ourselves and cut it. And we don't really find good watermelon, whole watermelons. Whatever happened to the big fat watermelon with the seeds? What happened to those? Why did they become extinct? I don't know. The man on the truck don't even have them anymore. Okay. Potatoes. And they're talking about, oh, wait, and we know watermelon is expensive. Oh, we, we don't even have to talk about that. And sometimes it ain't even sweet. So if you're buying your watermelon pre-cut, pray over it. Potatoes. They're talking about Idaho, Lamb Weston, and others. They're saying potatoes can be contaminated with pesticides that are dangerous for human consumption. But it's not the only danger. Ooh, okay. They say 
watch for when the potatoes start to turn green. They say that this means that they have generated a large number of glycocolloids, which can cause moderate to severe food poisoning. So if a potato has turned green, don't eat it. Another rule of thumb is if the potatoes taste bitter, don't eat them. Now, I don't want to tell you how many green potatoes I didn't eat in my life. That's, see, I always talk about how God watches over us. You know, it, it, we, we just, danger seen and unseen. <laughs> Whoa. And, yo, what is with the bag of potatoes? A five-pound bag of potatoes used to be like $2. It used to be like sometimes two for three. Uh, we had gotten to a point where it was two for four, two for five. Why is one bag of uh, one five-pound bag of potatoes six dollars, seven dollars? Oh, it's horrible, 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 horrible. Alkaline water is the next on this list, and they're talking about essentia, ooh, flow, core hydration. So they say natural alkaline water is formed when water passes over rocks. And it has a higher pH level than tap water. They say alkaline water promises to be better for your body than plain water and even claims to help conditions like diabetes, high blood pressure, and high cholesterol. Now, I'm going to tell you something. That's the first time I heard that, that alkaline water can help with high blood pressure, diabetes, and high cholesterol. Or they'll do anything to get you to buy water, huh? However... They say if you have a chronic disease like uh, kidney or liver disease, it is recommended that you consult your doctor before starting to drink alkaline water as it increases sodium levels in your body. So how in the world, if it's increasing sodium in your body, is it good for high blood pressure? Because high blood pressure is when your sodium is increased. Okay, you know what? And we we don't even want to talk about how much all this water costs, okay? Okay. So that's our list for today of the common foods that we eat, the everyday foods that we eat that are not necessarily good for us, and it is definitely striking our pockets. Well, what are we talking about today? Oh, I got some stuff to talk about, all right, I want to talk about this suicide pact out in Pennsylvania between mother, father, and daughter. Now, this was, I've never heard of anything like this before. So they say Morgan Daub, 26, and her parents, James, 62, and Deborah, 59, were all found dead in the backyard of their York, Pennsylvania home. And it was reported when a neighbor heard some gunshots, they say, shortly after midnight on that particular night. And... They were saying that they found a letter 
And some of the highlights of the letter says that James, the father, wrote, with only two guns and me being shaky, my wife Debbie pulled the trigger for me. And then Deborah wrote, I was too shaky, so my daughter pulled the trigger for me. And they're saying that they had, they found this checklist that they had like a to-do list. And it was like, speak to dad, clip the dog's toenails, write letters to the family. Now, you're about to kill yourself. And you're going to worry about clipping the dog's toenails? And here's the reason why I say that. Because Morgan claims that she was a prophet of the Most High God and said she was abdicating the throne of England and the United Kingdom. Now, let me look up the word abdicated. Okay, I thought that's what it was. So she was like, she's like uh, relinquishing the throne. And I'm like, what in the world you know, I was just talking to Pastor Kale last night, and I was saying, you know, we can't even get out of our parents. And I always say this to y'all. The three of you, the three of you, and what was the light, what was so bad about your life at 62 and 59 that you would pull in your 26-year-old daughter or your 26-year-old daughter Talk to you parents into all the father, talk the mother and the daughter, all the mother, talk the father and the daughter. What is the, what, between the three of y'all, nobody had enough sense not to commit suicide? What kind of life were y'all living? That everything, nothing was worth living for, nothing. And to the point where the father says that with only two guns <laughs> and me being shaky, and the wife says because she was shaky, the do- you know what? And then the daughter who killed the mother and then killed herself was a prophet of the most high God. I tell you. I wish they would stop bringing Jesus into this. I really would. Stop stop telling people about God. Stop telling people about God, and you're going to go commit suicide. So you were a prophet. You couldn't help your mother. You were a prophet. You couldn't help your father. You were a prophet. You couldn't see your way out of this problem where you had to help somebody commit suicide. Really, y'all? Mm-mm-mm. What else are we talking about today? 
Wow. I got a couple of good ones. I'm going to save that one till last. All right. So here's this Aramark. Everybody seen this little Aramark logo? Well, they are food vendors. And they are apologizing for the unintentional insensitivity of its Black History Month menu. So you have this Nyack Middle School where they they uh, send the food to, and they served chicken and waffles with a choice of watermelon for dessert on the first day of Black History Month. And the school's administration, as well as the vendor Aramark, apologized to the students and the parents because it had a racial stereotype menu. And they say it never should have happened, and it was an inexcusable mistake. Now, they have been, they've been chastised before, because back in 2011, they served chicken and waffles on Martin Luther King Day. And then, back in 18, at NYU, they, NYU demanded that the school cut ties with the vendor because for their Black History Month menu, they served barbecue ribs, cornbread, collard greens, Kool-Aid, and watermelon-flavored um, water. <laughs> they say that the two, the two of the employees had planned the menu without consulting the school advisory, cultural groups, and they were disciplined, and they, like I said, NYU wanted to cut the ties, and in 2019, they actually did cut the ties with the school. And I'm sorry. Now, maybe Pastor Steph ain't up on the black thing. Why is this an issue? Why do I feel during Black History Month you cannot serve me chicken and waffles, watermelon, ribs, collard greens, corn? Why? Why? This is what we eat. Why is it that if you serve this to me, it's looking like it's stereotypical? Now, to each his own. To each his own. If the collard greens ain't got no pork in it, if the cornbread ain't got no pork in it, yes, Jiffy's cornbread has pork in it, and we don't eat it because we don't eat pork. But Jiffy's vegetarian cornbread does not have And as a matter of fact, it tastes much better than the pork because it's not as heavy. That's just a little side note. But if, you sell it, if you're serving me, Collard greens that taste good 
and I'm going to trust there ain't no bugs in it because you didn't clean it well. And cornbread that ain't got no pork in it and it's good. Ribs that ain't barbecue, um, that ain't pork ribs, but you can send me some little beef ribs. I can, I can flow with that. <clears throat> Excuse me. Or I can get some chicken and waffles. Now, I mess up on the chicken and waffles all the time because I can't eat the eggs. So eggs and waffles. So I don't get a chance to enjoy the chicken and waffles. So if it's one of them days that I just want to do what I'm going to do and have the chicken and waffles and you got it and the chicken and waffles are good, then bring it on. Why am I worried about that? So maybe when I talk to the do top crew, they can tell me why they would or would not or how they feel about it. But personally, it's just, listen, there are other things in the world that we need to worry about other than that. And, and again, you know, that just might be me over in my own little corner. But I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And I'll read you what the comments were. When the due time crew actually, you know, says how they feel. But as for Pastor Steph, feed me. And as long as, like I said, the food is clean, as long as the food is good, I'm all right. I don't care. I'd rather that than some stinking fries and nuggets. I'm sorry. Or some hard burger. Or a dried up. You know, if you don't feed me, feed me. If it's good, feed me. Okay, that's just that stuff. All right. Okay. Don't want to talk about this one today because this one, this one is a little. Nah, I think I'm gonna hold on to that. I want to talk about this last one here. <sighs> okay. So out in California, there's been a shooting that has led to death. Now, maybe all of you have heard about it. I had this one from last week, and it just never um, surfaced. I think I had it for Friday. Now, there's a guy who is a double double amputee, okay, 36-year-old Anthony Lowe. Junior. Now let me go to the story of what happened um, before the latter part. So they got a call, and the officers responded to a stabbing, and the victim suffered a collapsed lung and internal bleeding. So, needless to say, by the time they got on site, this man was pretty bad. The victim claimed that the suspect was matched the description of Mr. Anthony Lowe who had stabbed him and fled in his wheelchair. So the officers somehow or another, well, I guess if you were in a wheelchair, you couldn't have gotten very far. So they caught up with him since he matched, since he matched the description. They tried to detain him. And they tried to tase him. Now, he's a huge man. He's pretty big. Let me see if they give his description. But he's, he's a heavy guy. He's a heavy guy. Okay? So they tried to tase him. And the tasing doesn't work. And 
They said he had a knife. No doubt about it, he had a knife. So he definitely seemed to be the suspect in this stabbing. Now, being that the tasing didn't work, and they could not find a way, quote-unquote, to detain Mr. Anthony Lowe, they let off 10 rounds. Gunfire. Two officers. Two officers. 10 rounds. Mr. Lowe, I'm going to go back now. Mr. Lowe was a 36-year-old man in a wheelchair having missing the bottom half of both legs. Not one, two. How y'all end up shooting a man ten times in a wheelchair because the taser didn't work? And all he had was a knife? How did he get here? See, this is why the cops always going to stay in trouble. Because this, this was a stupid one. This was a straight stupid one. Now, the other ones are stupid, but, I mean, y'all really lost y'all defense on this one. So they had this expert, uh, <laughs> this expert, what have you call him? He was like a, um, I can't think, like a, like a, like an expert who talks about, like, the tactics that you use as a cop. Right? And he was saying that there is a 20-foot rule. If you come, if you're outside of 20 feet, you're not a threat. But if you're within 20 feet, you're a threat. Okay. So let's go back. Let's say Mr. Anthony Lowe Jr. was within 20 feet of the cops. Ain't nothing happened to Pastor Steph. That was silent. If they were within, if he was within 20 feet of them, he still doesn't pose a threat. Okay, so you couldn't shoot him in the legs because <laughs> there were no legs. But why you couldn't shoot him in the arm? How do you end up shooting a man? How do you get off 10 rounds off on a man who ain't got no legs and who poses no threat? Now, the question is, how could he have stabbed another man? You know, that's questionable, and I'm not saying he didn't do it. So when I say questionable, I don't mean, you know, it's like I doubt it. Meaning, you know, how does that happen? But even if that happened, these are two officers. So 
one couldn't get one arm and one couldn't get the other arm or the two of them couldn't go after the arm that had the the, the, the hand that had the knife in it. Really, yo? Come on, come on, come on. The, well, needless to say, the family is up in, I mean, crazy arms. This is terrible in, in and of itself, but it comes on the heels of the Tyree Nichols. Why are y'all just stupid? I mean, cops are stupid. They need to be right where them other five, six, ten cops are from Memphis. For real. For real. And as a matter of fact, they should be worse. They should be worse. Because this man absolutely posed no, no threat to two cops who were armed with tasers and guns, despite the fact that the tasers did not work. Where's my Pastor Charlene? Let's get to talking. Good morning, Pastor Charlene. Good morning, good morning, good morning. How are you today? I am well, thank you. I'm well, thank you. You sound like you good. Let's get to talking. All right. So, we got these. Let's, Let's take that later. Let's talk about the food service vendor, who they are, who NYU got rid of, and now they're apologizing because during Black History Month, or on the first day of Black History Month, they served uh, some ethnic food. They served chicken and waffles, or, you know, and they have served during Black History Month uh, chicken and waffles, ribs, cornbread, collard greens, Kool-Aid, <laughs> watermelon-flavored, well, watermelon-flavored water. What, is to you, for you, for you, Pastor Charlotte, is that offensive? No. Um, I When you was talking about it, it wasn't offensive. It's not offensive to me because I eat that. So... My thought was, because it's on that particular day, Martin Luther King's day, y'all in the uproar, but y'all will eat it the next day, or y'all will eat it the day before. It's just food. So I didn't look at it as it was, a, you know, personal because of, you know, it's on Black History Day or whatever. So I was saying the same thing. Y'all couldn't find something else to talk about to get straight. And then somebody needs this meal. You don't know if everybody is eating when they get home. So somebody needs that meal. They might going to be able to eat that. They might be waiting for just that, chicken and waffles. Never know. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> but but I wanted um, to know why they had the red Kool-Aid, because you're saying, I hope it was the red Kool-Aid. Remember back in the day, the red Kool-Aid? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. All I remember right. back in the day. Red Kool-Aid, absolutely, absolutely. Yes, Yes, ma'am. You know, let's stay on this subject for a minute. Let's talk to Pastor KL. I'm not going to, I'm not going to split it. Pastor KL, good morning. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. Hallelujah. Anyhow, good morning to you. Good morning, Pastor KL. It sounds like you're doing well over there. 
So listen. Oh, bless the holy favor. <laughs> I'm so glad to hear. We've got this this uh, vendor who is being criticized and who are, who's apologizing for their unintentional insensitivity for their Black History Month menu where they have served chicken and waffles <laughs> and a choice of watermelon for dessert on the first day of Black History Month. NYU has, has severed ties with this particular uh, vendor because back in 2018, during Black History Month, they served barbecue ribs, cornbread, collard greens, Kool-Aid, and watermelon-flavored water. And they're in an uproar. They're in an uproar because they say it's stereotypical and it's racial. And do you do you care? Does it matter? Do you agree? What? Well, I, listen, and, and, and if I could just be candid, every day we go to school, every day we go to the lunchroom, it's white history. It's white history. We eat all the suffocation. All this other stuff that we don't eat at our house that we have to eat. Yes, when Black History comes, give me some collard greens. Give me some barbecue chicken. Yeah. For, for, for the down south people, give them some hog logs and some pigtails or something. I ain't mad at them. <laughs> you know, why is it that we always got to make Something now we we still got Pastor Jeff to hear from, so let's see what he thinks it is here before we get comments. We have some comments from our listeners. Good morning, Pastor Jeff. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How are you over there? I'm doing well. Doing well. All right now. So you heard the uproar, Pastor Jeff. Do you feel like NYU should have severed ties because they feel like it's stereotypical? It makes our our uh, black people look a certain way. Why are you offering us cornbread, watermelon, uh, chicken and waffles? Why is that on the menu for Black History Month? Would you be offended? Well, I wouldn't be offended because we like what we like. And whether it's stereotypical or not, I mean, you know what? Some things that the white people say about us are true. We, we, we like our fried chicken. We like our watermelon. We like our collard greens. So we like what we like and let it be what it be. I mean, I'm not offended. Because <laughs> yeah. they, they eat certain things that, that are... Particularly to their race. All righty now. So that's a unanimous across the board. Feed me. If 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 I can get and, and suck on a good a uh, 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 beef rib bone, just bring it on. Bring it on. Bring it on. Bring it on. Let's talk to Shanti. She got some comments from our listeners. Shanti, good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. What you got over there? What you got over there? Okay, we have one listener who sent in 
they literally do it for other cultures during their festival times. This past Chinese New Year, they were serving traditional meals like pork buns, egg creams, etc. As black folk, we always seem to be on guard to see if someone is trying to quote-unquote play us, and it's exhausting. But everything in black culture has a negative connotation. Then another listener sent in is hypersensitivity. I don't think that the uproar came from us. Oh, might be a point. Might be a point. Well, thank you so much, Shantice. Thank you, listeners. You're welcome. For sharing your views. All right. So the the comments from the readers of the article said, sounds to me like the food serve met the requirements of the FDA's school lunch program. So what's the problem? Uh, somebody else wrote, I'm from the Deep South and often mistaken for white. My family was middle class and enjoyed the very foods listed here. Indeed, we all shared the same food, black and white, and ate together at church events, at work, etc. I'm aware of the stereotype, which I always found a bizarre one and rooted in sheer ignorance. Barbecue ribs, cornbread, collard greens, fried chicken, watermelon. You just described Sunday lunch or dinner among many families in the South, regardless of skin color. So, you know, I have to say that the majority of the responses were, you know, of the the readers were were just that. You know, they were like, well, what's wrong? You know, again, it's this hypersensitivity. Everything is just turned up. Or one little person says one thing, and now that's just how everybody feels. I don't feel like these people should be apologizing as long as the food is healthy, it's sanitary, and it's safe for us to eat. I agree with all of you who said, listen, it's what we eat. Like I said, feed me. All right. Oh, my goodness gracious. All right, so you got this story of this this uh double amputee in the um the news who was killed killed he was initially a suspect excuse me a suspect in a stabbing where a man was left with a punctured lung as well as um bleeding internally when they caught up with him he he fit the description of a man fleeing the scene, and the victim said that it was a man who um, was in a wheelchair. They found Mr. Anthony Lowe in a wheelchair. He had a gun. I'm, I'm sorry. Oh, my goodness. He had a knife, and they proceeded to restrain him with a taser, and because he's big, he's big, he's really big, he was really big, they could not detain him with a taser. So after that didn't work, two cops fired 10 rounds into this man and killed, subsequently killed him. What defense do you possibly have for killing this man who didn't even have any legs to get away with? Uh, Pastor Kale, we're going to start with you. I don't, I don't think there's one defense. 
I mean, there, I mean, there is no there defense, is at all. defense at all. First of all, First I guess all, one I of my, my one biggest of my questions, will be, questions will be, did he have, did a, he have a, a, a mobile a, wheelchair, a wheelchair that he was, that he was, he was, coming, he at was coming at you? I mean, because if he I had mean, the role to get to you, you. <laughs> somebody could have got, got him from behind <laughs> or something. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, just don't, I just don't see how you can't restrain this man who has no legs. And he's rolling to you, so he's he's swinging a knife and rolling at the same time. He's gifted. He's gifted. <laughs> Woo, baby! I've been trying to see what kind of a <laughs> a wheelchair he had, but oh, you know what, Pastor Jeff. Now, Pastor, Pastor K.O. has already said this, and if he was rolling, he was not a double threat at all. He wasn't even a single threat at all. But listen, they say they had this um, expert, like you really needed an expert, but they had this expert, quote-unquote, from New York who said that the police have a 20-foot rule. If you're within 20 feet of where they are, that you pose a threat. If you were outside of 20 feet, you don't pose a threat. So how does this fit in to <laughs> the double amputee in a wheelchair? And y'all fire off 10 rounds and end up killing him. I mean, it doesn't I mean, fit. My mind, that was an execution. There's no way a double amputee... You, unless you, you know, you you just threaten. I mean, it just goes to show. I'm sure the amputee was of color. Am I right? Absolutely. And, and I'm sure, you know, just like it is, your skin color is the threat. They had a skin color, and so they had to they had to bust off them shots because even even a black man with no legs is dangerous. <laughs> Wow. Wow. This is crazy. Pastor Charlene, what you got to say? I was still trying to figure out how he was a threat as well. And when the person that got stabbed, they they say to you, what does the person look like? Right? So you said that he's in a wheelchair. So didn't you say that he was a big guy as well? Because normally, even with that, they will call backup, right? That was my my thought. Even without legs, they would normally call backup because, like it was stated, because he's black, he's a big man, that's what normally do, right? Then I thought of, okay, well, maybe they was just rookies and they were so scared. Is that why y'all shot him? But even with that being said, what could he do? He couldn't run nowhere. He couldn't do anything. So what was the purpose of y'all shooting him 10 rounds? Yeah, this, that part this, this is ridiculous. Yeah. As, as Pastor Jeff said, you know, this is straight execution, which is what the family is yelling. My question was, mm-hmm. y'all couldn't have kicked over the wheelchair? <laughs> That wasn't an option. <laughs> Sorry, you know, it, it, it just really. I, 
I, I wouldn't want to be a cop these days. And I, I said this when we first started this, this, this broadcast. I wouldn't want to be a cop because for some reason your brain don't seem to function properly. Everything is a threat. You're afraid of everything. Everything, you know, you worried about whether you're going to get home. Stay home. Find another job. Be a teacher. Pass out, I always say pass out some tracks. Do something. Because there's no way in the world y'all could not have found another option than to shoot at all. At all. The the guns didn't even have to be drawn at all. All, like all of you have said, there was really no threat. He couldn't run nowhere. He couldn't if he was rolling. Even if he was on a motorized um, thing, it can only go but so fast. You know, how is it that you are prepared to be a cop in the community when you can't even subdue a man in a wheelchair? That automatically shows you're not prepared for this job. You're not equipped for this job. It's just too much. It's just too much. I wouldn't want to be no cop because it's just too much stuff on their brain these days. No, no. Y'all got too much to worry about when y'all worrying about a double amputee with a knife. They didn't even say the man had a gun. They didn't even say the man had a gun. So, you know, it, it just shows what, you know, we're up against in this world. And, you know, do we really stand a chance? Do we really stand a chance? All right, let's, let's, let's talk about this, this three-packed suicide where the mother who is, who was 59, the father was 62, and the daughter was 26. And somehow or another they didn't got together, and they had this suicide pact, and the father couldn't shoot himself. He said even with two guns and being shaky, his wife had to shoot him. And the wife said she was too shaky to shoot herself, so the daughter had to pull the trigger for her. And the daughter, who said she's, she was a prophet of the most high God, shot mama and then shot herself. How do we get to the point, all three of you are parents on this panel, how do we get to the point where we all going to die? Mama, daddy, and the child. Pastor Jeff, how do we get here? It seems like it's all mental illness to me. It's a crazy family. They just loco. You know. Wait, Pastor Jeff. Wait, 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 Pastor Jeff. Wait, 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 wait. Wait, wait, Pastor Jeff. We can hardly hear you. Are you away from your phone or your speaker? We can't hear you. No. No. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? A little better. Okay. 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 I, I, I'm, just I'm just saying, it just seemed like that was a whole family, a whole family with mental family. illness. They, they talk about, they talk about the most high God, you know, you know, 
Because you know your words. You you know that's murder and suicide. You know all of it. You know all of it. You're going to hell for. So you you definitely had to be crazy. They just they just crazy. You know the whole family. I just believe it was a relationship. You know we're crazy, and that's how you get to that point. Alrighty, Pastor Charlotte, Pastor Justin, they're all crazy. What say you? How do we get here? You got all three, and nobody's like really a senior citizen here. If you look at it, because Mama is only wait, hold on, let me get the age. Mama's only fifty-nine. Dad's only sixty-two, and the daughter's twenty-six years old. Right. Right. Um, one question, uh, two, is how if the father was shaky, he couldn't shoot himself, but the mother was shaky, but she could kill daddy, but she couldn't kill herself. So the daughter had to kill the mama and her. Is that what you said to me? I sure did. <laughs> okay. Because she was shaky, wasn't too shaky to kill daddy, but she was right. really shaky to kill herself. Okay, so then the most high of this prophet, who was the most high God that she served? So that was the thought. Also, is and where did y'all get to this place? And what, what leadership were you sitting under that your mind was very uh, messed up in? That y'all thought, let me all go home together, and we're going to decide on such and such day, we're going to kill ourselves because it was a list that of all the to-do the, the to list that they must do before they die. So right there, we know that that was all mental issues for everybody, and you ain't serving the God that we serve to make you want to kill yourself. So... That was, you know, a little crazy right there for me. I'm not understanding myself. Wow, wow, wow. All right, Pastor Kale, they had a to-do list that says speak to Dad, clip the dog's toenail, <laughs> write letters to the family. This, this, this stuff was important. This stuff was important. Cut the dog's toenails. We about to kill ourselves, and we worried about cutting the dog's toenails. How we get here? Well, see, I, I'm I'm just they they must not have liked the dog because if they felt like they wanted to be killed for kill themselves for some reason, they try to get out of something. Take the dog with you. He's part of the family. Kill the dog too. You know what? Why are you gonna you just know. leave him groomed? <laughs> you just gonna leave him groomed? <laughs> I'm just trying to understand the love you have for the dog, you know. And 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 what God are you serving that you are the mouthpiece of God or that, that you are the voice of God? And God is saying it's okay. Kill them all. I mean, if you were the prophet of God, wouldn't you see that the end vision of this is you're going to hell? Was that your plan, to go to hell? I, I'm not oh, understanding. My, oh my goodness gracious! Oh my goodness gracious! I don't, I don't understand either. You know, I, I, I'm looking at. I keep saying, parents, 
parents, parents. Well, you got 26-year-old who couldn't even rely on her parents. And, you know, we don't know who came up with the plan, you know, with the master plan that we're going to kill ourselves, but we do know it was carried out. And and that, to me, is the saddest part, because whether they thought that they were going to go to hell or not, whether they thought that this was the right thing to do because of X, Y, and Z, here it is, an entire family decides to kill themselves. And, you know, not even a, a, a sane one in the bunch. So I, I actually agree that this had to be some real mental that? illness. Yes, sir. Ask yourself, who writes the yes. play-by-play that, who writes the play-by-play that mama couldn't, daddy couldn't kill himself, so mama yeah. did Mama yeah. couldn't kill herself, so I did it. You know, who yeah. writes the play-by-play? Yep, wow. there was a script. You're right. You're right, because that was the comical part about it. I'm like, well, this was the death note. That's how they knew that this was intentionally done by them. That there was no foul play, nobody else did this, nobody else was involved. That's how they knew for certain that this was, um, you know, something that they did themselves. And nobody else had no hand in this, especially when they wrote out the the to-do list. And they say that there was a written document left behind by each family member that detailed that Morgan had told her mama that she was having auditory hallucinations, which were not getting any better. So that's how you know that everybody was mentally ill. Because if you told your mama, now now you know what side of the fence this is on. Because if you told your Pastor KL, go tell your mama. <laughs> That you were having auditory hallucinations, which were not getting any better. Would she help you kill yourself and kill herself? My mom would tell her, if you don't take your black behind the bed and leave me alone. (laughs) 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 And and she would not have said behind. She would not have said behind. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I thought about my mother I'm like boy she would have cussed me out <laughs> the hell is wrong with you <laughs> you better go see a doctor <laughs> 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 it just wouldn't have gone down like that on this side of the fence it just wouldn't have and I think that little piece to last you know, I, I'm like, yo, really? So it just really shows that even when she told her mother that this was going on, that instead of mom getting her some help um, or encouraging her to get help, no, y'all go and kill yourselves with her. Yeah, and it just really shows that everybody had some mental illness in this family, and really it, it's something that, you know, we really got to watch out for, you know, because there are cries for help. There are cries for help. Pastor All Seth. right. Yes. Pastor I just want yes. to say, my mother would have said, go to bed. And if you kill yourself, <laughs> if you better not go in there and kill yourself, because if you try to kill yourself, I'm going to kill you and bring you back. And then kill you again. <laughs> That's my mama. 
Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. It just would not have, as they said, wouldn't have been that kind of party on this side of the fence. Imagine what you would tell your kids. Now, I ain't going to say that you wouldn't have gotten a cuss word. <laughs> I ain't going to say it. I ain't going to say it, I ain't going to say it. But had one of my three come to about they having some hallucinations. You know, now, Dr. Ahmed, you said it is? Okay, make make that appointment. I'll go with you. It, it just it wouldn't go down like that. And, and it's just, I can't even imagine, you know, like I said, just a whole family um, at this age in their right frame of mind just really killing um, one, uh, one another and then Morgan, uh, Morgan killing herself. So, uh, here we go, y'all. Now, here's the story of the morning. I really want to know what you all think of this one. So, you have this church. Where's the church? In Kansas City. Called the Urban Christian Academy. That over the years have grown. Um, it's taken care of. It's been funded by the community. It's been funded by the community. It's been funded by churches. It's been funded because the school is actually a tuition-free private school. They serve kindergarten through eighth grade. And they are a Again, an urban Christian academy. That's what they're called. Now, they, I think they had like eight churches that would help to fund them every year. Again, the community would pool money because it was serving their children. So instead of them, um, you know, having a tuition, they allowed the community to feed them. Well... So now they made the decision to have this inclusion theology. And they say that it's always supported the LGBTQ students and staff, but it did so quietly. Well, the <laughs> the powers that be decided uh, last winter that it would no longer be in the closet, that they felt that the the people in the LGBT community were already in silence. They were already in the corner. They were already ashamed. They were already, you know, kind of pushed over to the side, and they could not be who they were, and they felt that as a school, as a Christian, they would support and let everybody know that they were supporting the LGBT community. So they, 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 uh, the statement was, I think our community members felt safe within our walls, but we wanted them to feel publicly protected as well. Eventually, it felt like our silence was contributing to the hurt and pain our queer community members were experiencing. We deeply longed for all people to feel welcomed, loved, and celebrated, not just secretly within our walls, but very explicitly 
to the public as well. They updated their mission statement to um, include the LGBTQ rights and informed the school community of the change in a newsletter. In six months, the school lost 42% of its funding, which was donations from the churches, the congregation members, and the community that ultimately kept the school running. By the end of 2022, the school had lost 80% of its funding. And now they're forced to close. Initially, when they first lost the um, when they first lost the funding, they had to close kindergarten, first and second grade. And now, with the eighty percent loss, they have to close the whole school. They say that um, they they don't have the resources anymore, and they cannot believe that um, you know that the the, the community. And the church is responding like this. Uh, they say, it really hurts my heart. She says, it really hurts my heart. It really, really crushed me. Love is love. And, you know, it's, they ain't got nothing to do with what they teach their children. Um, several parents took the children out of the school district altogether <laughs> and put them in another um, school district. Um, some of the children cried because they didn't want to leave the school and even offered up their Christmas gifts and said, you know what, don't buy us Christmas gifts. Give the money to the school so the school can, you know, um, the uh school could thrive and, and pay for the, you know, people to be there. Um, just it, the, the powers that be, it really hurts my heart and my feelings that people would be ignorant like that and not to offer their helping hand because of who we're serving. And I want to talk about this here. Um, I got some other quotes, but I'm going to hold on to that. I'll start with you, Pastor Charlotte. What do you think? Um, in regards to should they have expected it, um, what should they have supported it. So let, let's start off with should they have expected a backlash from the community? Just stay there. Stay there. Okay. Okay. That was my thought. Uh, you didn't think that this was going to happen, that people will pull their children out and that the people that were giving towards you were not in agreement with you. Y'all didn't think this through. You didn't look at, you know, down the line that this would happen. So that was my thought as well of those parents who was going to pull their children out and also those that was going to not support you anymore. Okay. Pastor KL, should they have expected um, a backlash. Pastor K, are you talking to the mute button? Yes, I was. I was. I was. Yeah, I mean, this is what happens when you choose Barabbas over Jesus. 
You know, yeah, you, you, you should you should expect a backlash. You know, this is totally. I mean, so 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 they they were feeling uncomfortable. Well, yeah, you should feel uncomfortable when you're doing the wrong thing. You know, I'm talking about the the, the gay people or whatever the element elemental people. You know, you, you should you should feel uncomfortable. You know, and and you're not feeling uncomfortable because people are not accepting you. They let you in, but they let you in in, in the closet. But now you feel uncomfortable. You should feel uncomfortable because what you're doing is wrong. So the people at, at B should have expected, you know what I mean? I, I don't care how much love. I, I can love you from a distance. I don't have to be a part of you. You know, be separated. Come up from among them. All righty. Pastor Jeff, I hope you found a better spot so we could hear you nice and clearly. What say you? Should they have expected? Sticking there, should they have expected? They the, definitely the, the, should have expected. I mean, come on, you going, you you were riding the principles of God, and now you want to change everything up when everybody who was supporting, you know, the school and everything else, were were in the same mindset. And now all of a sudden you shift feeling a, a different way. You want to support something that we we don't support. Yeah, you should have expected it. And and the nerve of you to even think that, you know, you can still thrive and go against the belief foundation that everything was established on. So, you know, they should have expected it. All righty, all righty, all right. It's something you just said, Pastor Jeff Dagg. I don't have enough time to write it down. Um, so I'll, I'll ask this question. Maybe it'll come back to me. So should they have kept it a secret? That's what I wanted to ask. Pastor KL, should they have kept it a secret? They said that all this time they had LGBTQ staff and students who were in the closet and they were supporting them quietly, but they decided we want to oust. You know, we want the comfortability level. Should they have kept it a secret? Well, well, business-wise, they should have shut up. You know, spiritually-wise, they should not have done it at all. You know, they, they, they should not even accept them in at all. You know what I mean? I mean, if you come in and I don't know, I don't know. But if you come in flaunted, listen, if I come in flaunted like I'm going to screw every woman in, 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 in the church, do you want me in your church? No. So, so okay, this is, what I, this is my sin. I understand my sin, but, but you want to love me, bring them to church. And I'm tearing up the church. No, 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 no. Okay. Pastor Charlotte. Should they have kept... Oh, no, that's Pastor Jeff. Pastor Jeff, should they have kept it a secret? Well, first of all, they should have never have let them in 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 the sense of condoning it. You understand? I mean, I'm not saying that you shouldn't have hired them, but you shouldn't have let them in condoning it. It seemed like they condoned it, so kept it a secret... How are you going to keep a secret of what you really got in your heart? I'm believing that the people that wanted them to feel comfortable, they were that all the all the time anyway. 
and they were just waiting for the right moment to see if they could go ahead and, you know, dominate like they've been doing all over this country. You know, they, they you know, they thought this was the time, and they were wrong. You know, you, they thought ah, they had their cake needed too, really. Ah, y'all are touching on something. Y'all are touching on something where I want to go. Y'all are touching on something I want to go. Pastor Charlene, should they have hidden this? Of course not. First of all, everything that you think going to be a secret at the beginning always come out, right? So, therefore, with that being said, that you're not giving the people the truth. And if everybody else is thinking that these are all Christian people, and then you want to drop something in the middle, you can't do that. So, therefore, on the top of, of saying that, that... You should never have let people have options. We have a free will if we want to be part of something or not. So it should never be in the secret because somebody's always going to talk. Nothing. All righty. All right. Here's my thought. Here's my thought. And maybe, and you can, you all can correct me if I'm wrong. The fact that you are LGBTQ and any other part of this alphabet is a sexuality thing why is that why is and, and, and Pastor Jeff hit it on the head you this, this, this was all because who knows maybe even the, 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 the people in charge are part of this community and now y'all been waiting for drop this bomb because this ain't just started you just didn't have staff. You just didn't have students who were now a part of this community. You've had this part. Y'all didn't been a part of this community for a minute, and y'all been wanting to, like, like, like Pastor Jeff said, y'all wanted to test the waters to see, hey, is this a time? Because see, now everybody else. Here's the bad part. Everybody else is in an uproar, and they seem to be winning. And you thought you were going to be on the win side as well. So you decided, you know what, this is the season, because it seems like it's safe, to drop this. And my question is, why is this such an issue where, and I'm not saying they should have kept it a secret. I'm not saying that they shouldn't have kept it a secret. But my question is, this is a sexuality issue. Sexuality. It doesn't matter. When I go to school and I'm sitting next to other people who are taking the bar, I've been through all my educational process, and we are now taking the bar to see if we can become lawyers in the state of New York. It doesn't matter which community I'm in. Why do I even have to sound the alarm in general? We're not talking about necessarily in the in the school because you all said it right. You know now y'all just stood on these on these grounds. You're a Christian academy, so I don't know why y'all didn't think this was gonna smack you in the face because that's what everybody thought you were standing on. But why is it so huge that I have to re- reveal that I'm 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 a part of this community? Why? If I'm not going in there to have sex with nobody, why does it matter that I'm a part of this community? Pastor Charlotte, I'm going to start with you. And you're right. It is a sexual uh, choice. 
But what happens sometimes is that it's like they try to swing you in in secretly as well with it. And I agree, if we're going to a class and we're going to study of being a lawyer or whatever, you know, and then, you know, my preference is going to be mine, but don't push up on me. See, and that sometimes that's what happens. You know, they open up a gate, then the next thing you know it's a bunch, and then the next thing you know, you know, you in there. But it's still your mindset. So you have to be the stronger one to be able to. Because I'm, I'm friends with everybody, you know, but my choice is my choice and your choice is your choice. And that's where the pressure comes in because some people are weak. They know weak-minded, so therefore you fall in. All righty. Pastor KL, why, if, if, I'm, if I'm going to work, all I'm doing is going to work, whether I'm going to work as a lawyer, whether I'm going to work as, as a doctor, whether I'm going to work as a teacher, if I'm going to work as a janitor, if I'm going to work as the painter who puts the, 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 the marks straight down the highway, why does it matter what community I'm in? Why? If all this is is a sexual, and I mean, I, maybe you can't answer it, I don't know, but, you know, this is a, um, this is a sexuality issue. It doesn't matter whether you're in this community until it talks about your sexual preference. What is the problem? Well, I mean, in, 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 those, in those cases you spoke of, I, I don't, I don't think there's a problem. I, I shouldn't have to know, you know, or it's not going to get your grade any better if, if you tell me that you're gay. You know, now I would say this in the sports arena, I would like to know if I'm going in the locker room who I'm going in the locker room with. You know what I mean? I, I think that's important because you know I'm taking a shower and I don't know whether you know. You smacking me on the butt because we had a good game, or you smacking me on the butt because I got a good butt, you know. So I, I think in certain situations, you know, people people should know what's going on. But I mean, just education, I shouldn't know that. But but you know what? On the other side too is that's why our young people are getting so caught up in school is because we don't know until somebody pushes up on us, and now we get persuaded into that into, into that little clan, you know. So it, it's dangerous on both sides. Okay, okay. All right. Pastor Jeff, what say you? Why why do I have to know what your sexual preference is if um um we in, we we serving lunch to the children? You have to know because that's my agenda. That's what I came in here to do is to spread my gospel. All right? To spread mm. my demonic gospel. So you have to know because the only way that I can get you over into this lifestyle is if you know. My people perish for their lack of knowledge. I need you to know about this gay stuff. I need you to know, you know, about transgender and this, that, and the other. It's the only way I can get you to, you know, to come on over to my side. Wow, 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 wow. Pastor Charlotte, you know, Pastor Kale said something. And um, I, you know what? I'll come back around to you, Pastor Jeff. Pastor Charlene, Pastor Kale said, you know what? If I'm in a locker room with you, I, I need to know. Because, you know, 
the smacking of the butt thing might be a little more to it than <laughs> than I even imagined. For you as a woman in a locker room, would that be important for you to know? Forget the oh, smacking on the butt. how you keep this. Right. I'm just doing general. That's why when I used to go to the gym, I wouldn't go to the shower. You don't know who's in there, right? So you'll know because, one, a spiritual discernment is going to tell you. Two, they're going to they watching you. And I got a problem of you watching me, right? And I even thought of even not even just being in, a, in that, just a hug. You will feel that kind of hug. Are you just, you know, hey, girl, how you doing? Or is that the hey, boo? You know what I mean? So even with that, you you will know the difference because it's the way that they're touching you or they're watching you. So, yeah, I want to know that you're gay so, you can, so I can let you know that I am. A little quick thing. When I was working downtown, right, one day we used to, I worked at midnight. And I, it was a store right on the corner. And I used to cross the street on the corner, you know, just run in there and get a snack, for example, right? So this particular night, normally it's a lot of people outside, but it was in the wintertime and a lot of people wasn't outside. And when I ran across the street, and I had a pattern, and I ran across the street, these two girls was in the store. And it was like, you know, the ice cream thing where you slide the, the ice cream um, door open. Right. So I was standing right. there talking to the guy. And while I was talking to the guy, these two girls came in. And one of them told conversation, you know me, I speak to everybody. So, I'm saying, so she was asking me something about the ice cream. Wasn't paying no attention. Didn't think about none of that. So the guy was talking to me. He, he was like, oh, you know, your stuff is ready. I said, okay, I'm coming. And then this other girl, bigger girl, came and they blocked me. And they had pressed me up against this um, ice cream machine. Right? So now my thought was, well, see, I wasn't saved it. So... My thought was, you know, and so my, now I got to get out this store, but they wouldn't let me come out. And I'm letting them know, I don't go that way. And so they was like, well, you're going to go that way today. And I was like, oh, no, I'm not, because we're going to be some fighting people in the store. So when I saw the light change, I was able to push past them, right? I had to push past them. They chased me back to across the street to the, um, to the job. But it just so happened at that time, people was coming out from work to go home. And that's what saved me. And that's what I mean by how people push up on you. And you might not even realize that. So, yes, I want to know, because it comes in a conversation of what you like. So sometimes you can be in a situation and not knowing that people are watching you and trying to push up on you. So, yes, know who you are with and know what their sex preference is. Wow. Y'all people got some formal lives. <laughs> Pastor Jeff, you know, is are you with Pastor Kale who says, Hey, I and, and Pastor Charlotte now, who says, I, I need to know. You know, if I'm in the locker room, I need to know who I'm um um undressing around or whatever have you. Yeah, I definitely uh would like to know what's around me, but it's easy to know when you're in the locker room. I mean, I pick up on, on that spread very easily. So I, I, I know. I know. I'm going to let you know. I don't go. 
Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! You know, I, I'm <laughs> at work. At work, does it matter at work as well, Pastor Charlotte? Just in general? No. And just in general, no, because we don't have to have that conversation. You know what I mean? You can talk about everything else. I don't need to, you know, I really don't need to know. But if I catch you keep checking, then I'm going to ask you. That's just me. Okay. Pastor KL, in, 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 at work in general, is it important for you to know? No, not at all. Not at all. You do what you do. You just won't be doing me. <laughs> Pastor Jeff, at work, is it important for you to know in general? No, I mean, because, you know, I'm cool. I'm cool with you as long as you keep your stuff to you. To you. I mean, we we good. We you know let's get let's get the job done. You understand? Just that job can't get done. Not on me. Okay, and that's that's the point I'm trying to make. You're in. You're going to work every day. Whether you're going to work in a school, whether you're going to work here, whether you're going to work there. So my my that's what I'm saying. The school's obligation. You know, you may put it out on one area. But you as a person just going to work every day. Why does anybody have to know your sexual preference unless, again, like you all have said, you trying to push your agenda. you trying to recruit, as Pastor Jeff said, you know, yeah, I got to let you know because I need to, you know, lay, lay the Lord down so I can draw on who I'm going to draw. But that, that's my point. You know, here you have a whole school. That's why I say it must be something coming from the top. It was more than just the staff and the the students. Now, somebody at the top was in that community, and now they want everybody else, and they want to be able to come out in the open. And as you all said, it didn't work well. Ah, thank you so much, Pastor Charlotte, Pastor KL, and Pastor Jeff, for your contribution into today's conversation. We pray you have a wonderful day. All right, you too. Thank you, thank you. All righty now. Woo! Well, it's that time. We're going to hold hands and we're going to hold hearts. And we're going to go before the Lord. Heavenly Father, God, we come before you. We thank you for just another day that you have made, we will rejoice and be glad in it. And, Lord, as you have decided to, you know, pluck us and, and you know, let us see a brand-new beautiful day, we, we give you glory for whatever the conversation we embarked upon today as a listener, and we'll have this conversation amongst ourselves later, or as this panel, the Heavenly Father, and we're helping to, you know, draw people close to you. We're helping to guide and direct those to you. And, Lord, we're just lifting up this school, this urban Christian academy, God, that where it could have benefited so many, where it has 
benefited so many. Now it is no more unless you have another word for the school. And Lord, we we just ask you to just deal with them individually as well as a unit, God. We need we need the urban Christian academies, the pure urban Christian academies to service our children so we can continue to do what you have set out for us to do to train up our children in the way that we should train them in the way that they should go so that we can help set that foundation for them, dear Heavenly Father. Thank you, God. Thank you for allowing us to understand, helping us to understand what our role is. And so much of this world is trying to push a separate agenda. But yet here we are with the ability to send the greatest message, with the ability to disciple and to evangelize. And we become short-sighted. And now we're pushing our own agenda. Lord, we're going to ask you to forgive them. Because how many children are going to be lost behind a decision to support this community? We're not here to say who's going to go to hell, which individuals, who will go to hell, and which one. We know what the parameters are based on what you give us. But we don't know the individuals who will enter into your kingdom or the individuals who will be kept out of your kingdom. But we know we have a job to do. And we have to raise these children according to your will, your ways, and your word. So I pray, God, that you enable us to continue this process for those who have started it. And, Lord, we pray that you would help us get started to service our children appropriately without man-made stuff, without appeasing man, without appeasing the enemy. But let us keep our eye on you. Let us keep our eye on your son because we have work to do. We have work to do for our children who are lost. They don't even have the foundation that we once had. And, Lord, we just, our hearts are heavy because we don't have enough of us working together to do what needs to be done. So we ask you, God, to just reroute our thinking, reroute our minds, Reroute our hearts, our spirits, so that we can do what you would have us to do. Lord, we're lifting up, you know, just the family and the friends of this Pennsylvania family who made such a poor decision. How do we call ourselves prophets and Pastors and leaders and evangelists and ministers, and we make such bad decisions. We're responsible for the others 
that are surrounding us. So here you have a prophet or someone who calls herself a prophet who helps her parents commit suicide, who kills one of her parents, who kills the both of her parents. And for the family and the friends and the neighbors who are now confused, we ask you, God, to just provide a healing over the land that they would not get this all mixed up and they are no longer confused, that you would remove any confusion from the land, God. Because as we always say, this world is just waiting for us to fall. This world is just waiting for us to do something sideways that will leave them in confusion as to who you really are and what you really want for our life. Lord, we just ask you to be with this family whose uh, uh, brother and father and son was murdered, executed for no reason. We pray, God, for the police department who can't seem to find their way, who are weak, confused, afraid, and have no business accepting this responsibility. Only you can do the correction that we need. Only you can provide the ultimate uh, uh, guidance that they need. Only you can provide the healing you need. Because this family needs healing and that the police department needs healing. Everybody needs healing. This land needs to be healed, God. And your word says if, if, if my people who are called by my name, Oh, confess and repent. I will heal the land. Turn from their wicked ways. I will heal the land. We need a healing, God. We ask you to heal us as individuals, us as families, as a community, as a neighborhood, as a county as a city, as a state, as a nation, as a world. We need you. We need you. And for those who claim you, we ask that you help to raise them up. For those who don't even know, for those who underestimate, for those who have been called and they don't realize that you've called their name, we pray, God, that you raise them up to be the change agents here on earth while you're the change agent in heaven so that this world can be a different world. We give you the glory and the honor, so rightly do your name, Lord. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Mm. Uh, we always got something to talk about. We always got something to talk about because this world is twisted. It's really a really a, a 
a sad state of affairs. You know, we we don't know who to trust. We don't know who to look to. You know, people have called the cops to help, and then it turns out to be a disaster. Again, you have a school that has been founded on Christian ethics, making a community believe that you can support us because we stand by Christian ethics, only to turn around and support the very opposite. And, again, not expect for there to be a backlash. The backlash could have been from God himself. The backlash could have been God himself raising up all those people. And just helping you to see, you're not going to serve your own agenda when you came to me to support my agenda. And that's the way our lives work. We can't ask God to take us in and we're going to give our life to you and we're going to serve you. And then as we start going, it's what I was talking about earlier when I first came on. You got to pick a side. You cannot straddle the fence. And that's what happened with this school. And that's why it is closing. You cannot say I am on the Lord's side and then switch gear and expect it to go well for you. Doesn't work like that. You're going to have to make a decision. As for me and my house, and again, it starts in your home. It starts in, in it starts in you. I'm sorry. It starts in you. Then it starts in your family, in your home. Then it's at your job. You know, you 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 are the person who's in charge of this school, and this is what you allow to happen. That's why I say I believe that it's mm, that might be a little questionable right there, because if God really gave you this school on a Christian foundation, then the Bible speaks of this community. It has nothing to do with you judging anybody or you just stand the ground. If you're here to work, then you're here to work. That's all we want to know. Are you able to teach our children? Can you teach math? That's all we want to know. Because one plus two is generic in the LGBTQ community. It's generic in the heterosexual community. It's it, or it, it don't matter. Anywhere on this earth, one plus one equals two. Can you teach that? Can you be neutral? And that's all I was pretty much asking earlier. Why can't you just do your job? But again, it's the enemy who says, I need to recruit. The enemy is always looking to recruit. Always looking to recruit those for his side. And you have to 
make a decision. You can't be like the wind and the waves that just go any old kind of way. You have to make sure you stand on the ground that you have first taken a stand on. An unstable man is unstable in all his ways. You can't go back and forth. You can't let every time the wind blows, there you go with it. Choose God and stay on his side. You won't go wrong. Choose God and be his mouthpiece. You won't go wrong. Choose God and stand your ground. And don't be moved. And don't let somebody come and whisper a couple of words in your ear. And show you a different side. Because once you've chosen God's side, it's nothing wrong with God's side. Nope, not at all. So just remember, you need to do what you need to do and make it happen for God because he is the one who has you moving. There's nothing that goes on in your life that God is not in control of. All right? So make sure you choose wisely. Stay on the side of the Lord. Don't give up. You've been listening to It's Due Time with Pastor Steph. Join us Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. where we discuss matters of the heart, mind, and spirit. As you go through your day, be sure to set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on the earth. They will only serve as a distraction. Remember, prayer changes things. It's Pastor Steph signing off, and I want to thank my due time crew for coming through big time as always. Thank you for participating in the conversation and helping us do what we do. Please do not miss this opportunity to give God your life right now. Please do not miss this opportunity to uh, accept God and develop that relationship with Him. Nothing is promised to anyone later. Life is not promised to us later. Until tomorrow, God spares. Where it's Wow Wednesday. <laughs>